Hi, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast Season 2, and I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is a podcast dedicated to all things food, from recipe ideas to interviews with chefs, producers, purveyors, farmers, and people who just love culinary adventures like myself. So join us here on Fridays to explore the world through the lens of food, and together we can share some yummy food, some laughs, and I welcome you here at my table always. And if you're ready, let's go on a food adventure together starting right now. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is episode 29, season two. Woohoo! If you're new to the podcast, thanks for being here. You've been here a while. I love you! What am I going to say? Don't take notes. I've taken all your notes. Go to my website for everything, elizabethrfuller.com. And while you're there, check out my amazing food product and lifestyle photography that's what i do for a living um and i'm pretty damn good at it so if you need photos for your brand or your magazine for tv show for whatever i am your gal hit me up you've got questions for the podcast if you want to be on the podcast if you need culinary sleuthing of any kind any kind I'm your gal. Send me an email. Let's go on a food adventure gmail.com. And of course, tag me in your food adventures on Instagram. I love seeing them at let's go on a food adventure. All right, you guys, let's do this. Let's go on a food adventure together. Woohoo! All right. How was everyone's week? Weeks. I meant to post a podcast last week and well, <laughs> Friday morning hit and I was like, shit. I knew I forgot something. I totally dropped the ball. Last minute photo shoot popped up on my calendar that I had to do, that I wanted to do and I had to do and for a client who I love dearly. And I was just like, I, something, yeah, podcast. Whoops. So I apologize everyone. Um, but I'm here now. I'm here with you. I am here. And today we are chatting like as if we were on the phone together and I'm just going to keep talking. Uh, it's what I do best. And I've got a few things to catch up with you on. So I figured it can be another you and me, me and you talking about food and other, th- and other things, of course. And um, then we'll have a couple of great interviews coming up later this month, full episodes and uh, more, tons more for the uh, late fall and early winter. Oh, more. Oh, just you wait. Things that will blow your mind. I'm so excited. I am so, so excited to um, be able to share what I want to share. I just got to keep the secret in a snudgy toogy longer. And it's killing me. Literally killing me. If you, I, I, yeah. Anyway, um, so it's October. We are in that first full week of October this week, and fall is totally here in New England. Um, it is cold as fuck. It is really cold outside. I, I know I complain about the weather constantly on here, probably in the first five minutes of every podcast episode. It, you can probably clock me saying something about the weather outside, but my nose is cold. My fingers are cold. Everything is cold. And there's this weird 
S&M game us New Englanders play with our heating systems. Maybe it's just me because, you know, I have to pay for heat in the house. I mean, my husband Todd and I pay for our utilities. And so you and growing up, my parents kind of played the same game, only they played it way longer than I do in the wintertime because um, I was always cold in my house growing up. But we wait to turn on the heat until like you can't take it anymore. I don't know why. I don't know what that is. I, I maybe I'm alone in this game. I don't think I am. But like literally my nose for me, my nose and my fingertips are the first things that get really cold when it's cold in the house. Um, right now, the house is a balmy, a balmy 64 degrees. Mm hmm. And I won't turn the heat on. I'm close. I'm real close. We do have a gas fireplace in our living room that I do turn on when I'm desperate. <laughs> but then when you turn that on, it heats that room so well that you walk out of that room. It is literally like walking into a walk-in freezer somewhere else, any place else in the house, because it's so drastically different in the temperature swing and it makes the cold feel even colder if that makes any sense so um that is the game I'm currently playing right now in the household which it's I, I know it'll get warm again we're having a very unusual cold uh snap right now where it's like really not supposed to be this cold and and it's really windy I think it's from the hurricane speaking of anyone in Florida who is uh, affected by this hurricane. I am so, so sorry. It looked like, and it, it probably still is such a shit show. I am so sorry. And your idiot politicians in Florida really fucked you guys over by, I mean, first they didn't vote for, I won't get into the politics of it, but I am, I hope that you're safe. I hope that your friends and family are safe. And uh, my heart goes out to you guys. And if you need anything, shoot me an email and let's see if we can help you out in any way. Myself, the community here, um, the food adventures community, like, tell me. Let's see what we can do to help. So October, 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 October. Before I get into the food part of it, is anyone else watching like spooky movies? Only in October I do this. I There is a handful of like... I wouldn't call them Halloween movies, but just like thrillery, spooky movies that I watch every single year, like clockwork. And uh, I am I'm now broadening my spooky movie horizon. So if you have any that you think would be worth watching, let me know. Shoot me an email or send me a DM or put it put it on my Instagram somehow, some way. Um, my hit list usually is like. Uh, Practical Magic, both now Hocus Pocuses. I don't care what anyone says. I think Hocus Pocus 2 is just fine. Is it uh, a life-changing movie? Absolutely not. Is it like eating uh, an entire sleeve of Oreos? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's adorable. It's a fucking Disney movie. If I hear one more person complain about this movie, I'm going to scream. It is a Disney movie. Watch it if you like this genre and you like a cheesy, campy Disney movie. Would it be even better if drag queens remade this? Absolutely. But they didn't, and that's okay. So uh, 
I stand by that comment. Um, you know, and then there's always like, what's some other ones I like to watch? That one with Johnny Depp in it. And it's like, uh, he plays, it, it's the Headless Horseman movie. And I can't think of the name of it. And I'm going to fact check myself and Google it. But that movie, you know, then there's always like the Ghostbustery movies and a couple of other silly ones thrown in. So I'm trying to, you know, maybe a poltergeist, something like that. So I'm trying to like broaden my my horror movie. Thrillery is more my my jam genre. Like uh, last night I watched What Lies Beneath, which is this old or <laughs> I want to say old, older Harrison Ford and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer movie. And it's funny, after you watch so many of these styles of movies in a row, you can totally predict what's about to happen. And I watched this a long time ago, but I didn't remember a lot of the movie except for there's a handful of scenes that like brought me right back in and been like, oh my God, now I totally know what's going to happen next. Or yeah, I totally know this is going to end. Oh shit, I remember this plot twist. So um, yeah, mm -hmm. into that also. If you're into, and this is again has nothing to do with food, but why not just talk about it for a second? If you're into book books, if you're into books, no, really, if you're into like thrillery type books, I've now read three of her books. Um, Lucy, shit, what is her last name? This I will fact check. Little magic of pause and Google here. We back. Oh, we're back. Okay, Lucy Foley. Um, she wrote the guest list. Um, her newest one I think is called the Paris Apartments, and then another one. She's got a handful, but then another one called the Hunting Party. I've read those three: the Paris Apartments, the Hunting Party, and the Guest List. I'm going to say right now, the Hunting Party was probably the best one out of those three that I read then the guest list, then the Paris apartment. But like all of them could easily be made into a movie. The characters are good. The um, the plots are good, like good plot twists in it. Um, the hunting party and the guest list, I didn't see it coming. Uh, the plot twist. So the other thing though is they are filled with characters, filled and filled with points of view from each character a lot. So there's a lot going on. Um, if you're into audiobooks, I think the audiobook versions of these books are great because they're using different voices for the characters. So it kind of makes it a little more richer and dynamic um, of a listen. And if you don't use the Libby uh, app to get your audiobooks, Highly recommend it. You can go and sign up for a free library card at your local library and then put that information into the Libby app and L-I-B-B-Y and um, you can place holds and get books for free. So, and if that's not your thing and you'd rather own the book, then I fully support that too. And, you know, use whatever you like to use in order to get your books, but um, highly, highly recommend that as like a nice end cap to our thriller conversation. So let's dive into some food combos. First up, The Great British Baking Show. All right, 
The British Bake Off. Oh, two weeks to cover right now, my friends. Uh, me and my girlfriends are still baking along with this. We're baking with Bake Off, and it is so much fun. And we've kind of now decided um, from the last three weeks that we're aiming to do the technical every week because some of the other ones are just no's. And obviously rules are meant to be broken. We have no problem with that vibe. But um, so if there's something that comes up in an upcoming episode, we and it's like the technical is a hard no, then we'll figure something else out from the episode to make. But um, so last week, so not this past week, but the week prior, it was Prue's uh, Garibaldi biscuits. And I'd never heard of these before. If you haven't watched the episode, you might want to watch it. If not, well, then here you go. It's like the best way I can describe it. It's two. It's like a sandwich cookie, a sandwich. It's supposed to be like a sandwich shortbread cookie or biscuit that is filled with orange and no currants and cranberries that have been rehydrated with orange juice. And then once it's baked, you dip it in dark chocolate, and then you do a swirl of the white chocolate. I think the chocolate, and my friend Kristen agrees with me, that it really was just there so the judges could possibly see some of the contestants' chocolate work because it doesn't add anything to the biscuit. I also made a few without the chocolate, and I thought they tasted way better without the chocolate, personally. Um, the, the recipe was fine. I think that the cranberries and currants, I don't know if somebody wrote the recipe wrong or maybe this is just how it's supposed to be and I was just a little shocked by it. There was so many cranberries and currants and I mean like dough to cranberry currant ratio was so off, I thought it had to be a mistake. Like we're talking like 350 grams of cranberries and currants, which um, here in the U.S., I know we don't use the metric system, but it that's a fuck ton compared to how much dough you have. And when you were making the dough, I thought this, I don't know if my girlfriends thought it, but I was like, there is no way this is going to make enough. Like the, the dough ball was so small compared to, and like, and then you rolled it out and it was so thin and you're like, how is this even going to work? Somehow it did. They tasted fine. These weren't my favorite things I've ever made. I probably wouldn't make them again. I might make something similar like with the recipe, but then mix in the cranberries and currants. So it almost became like a buttery pie scony kind of vibe. I, I, I'm not sure. It They were just okay. Um, and I would not dip them in the chocolate. Mine ended up getting wicked soft and soggy once I dipped them in the chocolate. So, you know, food for thought on that. You do you. Maybe the, the moisture in the house was a little wacky that day. I don't know. Now on to Paul's from this week. Paul's pan au raisin. Um, if you don't know what these are, they're basically like, it's like an enriched laminated dough. So if you took a cinnamon bun type dough and then laminated it like a croissant, it's kind of what you're going to get. The middle of this, it has a um, creme pat, so a uh, pastry cream, and um, raisins, cinnamon, and orange zest. Now... <laughs> I thought to myself when I saw this recipe, shit, I, um, 
I, I was worried, but I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to go slow. I'm going to be methodical about it. And I'm going to read it like 30,000 times before I do it. I did. And I used the best European butter I could find. And it came out really, really, really good. Um, the I posted a picture on my photography Instagram. So head on over there, Elizabeth Fuller Photography. Um, the the swirl is beautiful. The uh, they taste delicious. The lamination, the layers, they are just a sight to behold. They are glorious. It took me <laughs> like no joke. I think these took with all of the resting time in between the the laminating. Oh, maybe four hours, maybe four and a half hours to make. Um, again, that's not a lot of active time. You're, I know there was at least two and I didn't follow the recipe exact. I left them in to chill a little bit longer and I got a better result. I think from that, they might've gotten slightly overproofed because they were chilling, uh, longer than the other recipe called for, but I don't care. I still think they came out great. Um, the, yeah, so I think it was close to four, maybe four and a half hours these these little nuggets of joy took. If you hear any snoring in the background, I'm not boring anyone to death. That's literally Oliver sl like sleeping on my foot and snoring like an adult human would snore. Um, he's just the greatest. Oh, I love that fluff bomb. So I would highly recommend making these if you have a little bit of uh, baking culinary confidence in the kitchen. I will link all of these recipes in the show notes and um, let me know if you make them. Tag me in it because I'd love to see how you guys, how it comes out for you. Um, and if you do make the penno raisin, I would use the best European butter you can find without question, uh, just because it's worth it. They're buttery, they're delicious, and the butter is the star here. Um, don't try to make them vegan. Don't try. Just just appreciate them for what they are. If you're If you are gluten-free or vegan, I would make something else. Um, this week, this week right now, so when this airs, the the episode will air live. Uh, it is, the theme is Mexico. Did not see this one coming. I am curious to see what we will make. I'm really hopeful. I'm excited because I love Mexico. I love visiting Mexico. I love eating Mexican desserts. I'm hopeful that, and if it's a savory thing, great. Maybe it's like a benuela, benuelo. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, so I, I apologize. I believe it's benuelo. Um, and I think the other one, it's like these beautiful little cookie, cakey cookies. Conchas? Am I saying that right? I don't know. Um, or maybe it's a tres leche cake. I don't know, but I really hope it has nothing to do with flan or churros. Uh, and if it's a savory thing, you know, maybe it's empanadas or I'm not, I'm not sure. This week, it was a lot of, the, this past week that just aired Bread Week, it was pizza, the pano raisin, and uh, oh, the Swedish bread cake. No offense to my Swedish friends. I've got a handful, and um, I love you. But that savory bread cake just didn't do it for me. Um, there's absolutely no way I would make that. Like, no offense. It's just, it's not, for me, it's not, it's not my cup of tea, but um, 
to all those out here there who make it. Uh, my hat is off to you. And uh, yum for you. Great. Okay, moving on. Next topic. Uh, so my next topic of conversation that I've written down is I wanted to share a few of my work-related things that are now out in the world that have to do with food. Yay! Everything I do has to do with food, but like really do with food. Okay, so first up, I, this past summer, um, worked with Tonino. If you don't know who, what Tonino is or who they are, you should. They are an incredible tuna company that makes um, high-end jarred tuna in olive oil. Um, They also sell it in tins, like a traditional tuna can, but I prefer the olive oil large glass jar base um in the spring water is uh, delicious as well i just like the larger jars the the pieces of tuna are just huge and delicious and highly recommended and you're going to eat a ton anyway so get the big jar um but for them i they're doing a big update on their website and a facelift on their website and uh, i was able to write a handful of recipes for them as well as take a ton of photography for them. And um, they are now live on their website. So highly recommend going over there and checking it out. I'll include the link in the show notes and the recipes are delicious. The product is so good. So please head on over there, grab some tuna in your local um, markets. You can get it in Whole Foods, uh, you can, I've seen it in, um, we've got a few grocery chains around here called the big Y stop and shop Shaw's. It's also in, I believe target. I could be wrong with that. No, you can definitely get it on Amazon. Highly recommend it. Um, and now you can, if you don't know when you get it and you're like, oh, this isn't like, I mean, you can make delicious tuna sandwiches with this, but you can do so much more with it. And it's just such a great clean protein to have um, as a staple in your pantry when you don't know what you want to do, pull it out and boom, you've got a really easy dinner and you've got a handful of my recipes on their website with some my photography to help uh, inspire you and guide you. So, and this is not a paid <laughs> sponsorship by them. I just love them. They're um, a great client of mine. I adore them and thought it would be wonderful to share this with you about them. So the other thing that has come out this past week is the November, December Cooks Illustrated. Yay! Fanfare, fanfare. Um, it's the holiday issue. There are some incredible recipes in there. There's always incredible recipes, but in this issue particularly, I uh, fell in love with so many of them and I've been making them behind the scenes in my own home. And now I get to share them with you and you need to go pick up this issue or you can go um, subscribe to them on their website and for a tiny bit of money you can see their entire catalog of recipes which is so worth it and get behind their paywall and um, enjoy all of that yummy food and there's so many wonderful chefs that tirelessly test and write these recipes and um, they're utterly delicious so please go check them out some of my favorites from this issue are the twice baked souffles they're magic they're amazing you can't screw these up they are they're so good I ate so many of them on set the um make ahead dinner rolls I have them in my freezer now 
They will forever be a staple in my freezer. Highly recommend them. You can always just pull them out and boom, you've got the most like delicious, fresh dinner rolls that are great for like soups. I mean, salads. Yeah, I feel like uh, Bubba, Bubba Gump Shrimp. I mean, you name it. You you can put these. I mean, I just eat them warm from the oven, to be honest with you, with some some delicious Kerrygold butter. Again, this is not a sponsored podcast. I just happen to have a lot of Kerrygold butter right now because that's what I use to make the, the Bake Off thing. Um, and then there's like if I mentioned this last week, but the technique for the turkey game changer for me, highly recommend it. Highly recommend uh, giving it a whirl on your Thanksgiving table. I've now made two turkeys for photo shoots with this method and works every time. And the crust is like the crust. The skin is like a potato chip in the best way possible. Yeah. So effing good. Um, the jeweled rice, she is beautiful. The japche, she is beautiful. And they're both very tasty too. So highly, highly recommend diving into this issue, making a ton of them. Give me some feedback on what you think and um, how the recipes came out. And just seriously enjoy those beautiful photos. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, really though. It was such a pleasure to uh, work with the team on this issue. Okay, next up. Cooking, cooking, cooking. What am I cooking here currently? I wanted to share. So let's talk about me home cooking here this October, coming to you live from my kitchen. No, I'm, I'm half kidding. Really though, I wanted to share some of my top pick recipes that I've made this week. And maybe there's like a couple of tips that I could pass along um, if you're interested in making them. So uh, I go through this weird jag of I end up on a website or a cookbook or whatever it is, and I will magazine and I will cook from it sometimes a week straight, sometimes two weeks straight. This happened to be one of those those instances. There is a little bit of variety in, in this list, but um, I would say what, one, two, three of them are from Half-Baked Harvest. So if you're not familiar with Tegan's website, Half Baked Harvest. I would definitely go check it out. Her recipes are great. Her photography, she does herself. It's beautiful. Um, she's based out of Colorado, I believe. So it's cold here. Cold, freezing. We, we talked about this at the top of the, of the episode. I'm freezing. <laughs> and so because of that, I'm making cozy food. Um, cozy comfort food at that. So some of the recipes, because I've, I've won a couple of things where you guys will be like, what? What are you talking about? And it's just too, not overly complicated to discuss how I made something or anything like that. But I figured giving you some concrete recipes that maybe you can wing or riff off of might be helpful. Um, so first up, her, what is it called? Homestyle chicken soup. Really good. It's really good. And I found some really thick, beautiful, homemade, fresh noodles from Whole Foods that I used in this recipe rather than using dried pasta. You can use whatever noodle you like. I dare say you could probably even use like ricotta and gnocchis or some other kind of dumpling if you wanted to. Um, the, the base of the soup is a pretty simple standard chicken soup recipe. There's some great herbs in there. It's 
cozy. It's comforting. Um, if you didn't want to use chicken and you wanted to use like white beans instead, you probably could, but then it's a different soup. <laughs> then you'd use veggie broth, I'm guessing, and, and whatever. But um, it was, it's really cozy. I ate it three days last week. Um, it was really, really, really good. Kind of make, wants me, kind of want to make it again. Um, last night or a couple of nights ago when this will air, I made the, her homemade gordita, gordita crunch taco. My husband, Todd, if you don't know, now you know, loves him some Taco Bell. Loves. It is his go-to, I don't want to call it a cheat meal because I don't think that there's anything wrong with eating any kind of food at all anytime you want to. Um, I don't think any food is labeled air quotes bad. So I don't want to say that, but it's like when he is left to his own devices <laughs> and, he, and he can drive a little bit down the road, he will find himself at a Taco Bell drive through And there's like three or four things he always gets. And so occasionally at home, I try to like mimic, you know, Taco Bell-ish kind of recipes. And this is sort of one of them. Again, it's hers, Half-Baked Harvest. It's Tegan's recipe. The... The thing I did like about this recipe that was a little different than how I've made them in the past was that she has you make this like the best way I can describe it is like a Dorito, like the like the chip Doritos, like a Dorito dust that you sprinkle on top of the hard shell taco when you bake it or you sprinkle it inside the um, flour tortilla with the cheese that you then bake in the oven to get the all melty and gooey. And um it tastes really good. And there's and there's little guilt because it's really just a handful of spices and some um, freshly grated, like thinly, thinly grated Parmesan cheese. I used a um, zester to, a uh, microplane to um, grate it really fine and fluffy. And it worked really, really well. So I highly recommend that. Um, if you're looking for a like fast foodie, Taco Belly kind of fix, the other thing I made that actually Todd and I made this past weekend was her, I think it's the creamy white chicken chili soup or just creamy white chicken chili. It was good. It didn't come out as thick and creamy as I wanted it to. I followed the recipe pretty well. I don't know where I went wrong with it. Um, it's one of those ones that you melt um, cream cheese into the soup, which usually is not my thing. And a lot of people I know, there's a handful of people who just don't like cream cheese. I respect that. Um, it was, it wasn't, it was like a, a, not a stoop, not a stew and a stoop. It was more like a, hmm, I don't know how to describe it. It, it was good. It was good. It just was a little thinner than I would have wanted it to be. Um, in the end, still very comforting. Like I said, right now I am in this huge soup phase of my life and, um, of the season and, uh, highly, highly recommend that. A couple of other standouts, my recipe <laughs> from Tonino for Tonino. I, um, I made this once last week and I've made it so many times before this, uh, the lemon caper pasta. It is so stupidly good. I, cannot tell you enough to make this recipe. It, I mean, it is 
One of my favorite recipes I've written in a while. I mean, I've, I love them all equally, but this one, I don't know if it's just the ease of it. I don't know if it's the flavors of it. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I could eat it once a week for the rest of my life. It is so easy and so good, a ton of flavor. And uh, don't skimp on, make those bread, the breadcrumb mixture in the recipe. I'll link it in the show, in the show notes. And also I would use, if it's for one person, one jar of the tuna for more than one person. Like if you're really hungry, I would use one jar of the tuna if you're just like making it solo. Or if you're splitting it with someone, you can use one, maybe two jars. And then if it's for a group of people, um, depending on how much tuna, like what else you're serving with this, you could easily add an extra jar to it. So uh, make that. The other thing that Todd and I made together this past weekend, we had um, our dear friends over, Kristen and Tom, for, and you've heard Kristen on this podcast many times. She is my trainer. She's a great friend of mine. Her husband, Tom, is fabulous. I love him as well. Um, we had them over for dinner last weekend, and we made together the New York Times Osobuco recipe. Instead of veal shanks, we used beef shanks from Walden Local Meat. Love them. And uh, it was so effing good. I it was it was one of those meals as I was eating, I was sad that it was going to be over because it, one, I enjoyed the company that I was with. But two, it was so, so, so tasty, so flavorful, so good. Highly recommend making this recipe. Um the Times has you make it in a pressure cooker. We did it in a Dutch oven, came out beautifully. Uh, served it with ricotta and gnocchi, the fresh ones from Whole Foods, and some lemon garlicky, red crushed red peppery, broccoli rob, crusty bread, really good bottle of red wine. Oh, oh, it was good. So make that and report back. And you will be a very happy camper. Your tummy will be happy. Everything will be happy. I promise. All right. And one more thing that I really wanted to um, shed some light on. A fellow photographer in the industry, his name's Greg Dupree. He uh, has been battling stage three throat cancer and honestly could really use our help. Uh, you might not know him personally. I don't personally know him. I know his work extremely well and it's someone I have looked up to you from afar for a long time. And you, I can guarantee you, you absolutely know and have appreciated his work like I have for many years. He has worked in the industry for a lifetime shooting for huge brands and publications like Real Simple, Food and Wine, Southern Living, Coastal Living, and Cooking Light, as well as some massive brands that I can guarantee are in your house right now. If you're able to donate anything to his family's, um, to his family, he, they've set up a GoFundMe account, uh, and I know that they would be very appreciative. The insurance that they have has stopped paying for some of his extremely expensive medical treatments um, in battling the stage three throat cancer. So, they a family friend has set up a GoFundMe account, and they're almost to their goal. They're they just they're last third of the way there. So anything you can do to help, um, I'm sure they would beyond appreciate. And I just wanted to spread the word and put it out there. So I'll link the GoFundMe page in the show notes. And um, yeah, I wish Greg and his family just all the, the love and luck in the world beating this 
fucking horrible thing. Cancer sucks. And so um, help Greg take some ease off the the burden of the medical bills and um, focus on getting better so he can get out there and keep shooting and inspiring so many of us um, and making those drool-worthy images that we all love. All right, you guys, that's it for this week's episode. It was so nice to be back and, like, literally just chatting with you. So uh, stay tuned for next week and the upcoming weeks. I've got some great interviews that you're going to be thrilled to listen to, and we're going to learn a lot together. In the meantime, I will link everything I just spoke about in the show notes. Go to my website for everything, elizabethrfuller.com. If you've got questions for the podcast, shoot me an email. Let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com. And of course, tag me in your food adventures on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure. All right. It's been fun. Make some yummy food this weekend. Tell me all about it. Lead with kindness and I'll see you next Friday. Bye.